0: If you're listening to this BitMart AMA, you are part of an exclusive group of people who want to know about crypto information as it hits the market, before it hits the market, and the trends that are going on. And you just heard there, Ryan, Ryan from FND is here on The Spaces With Me. We're going to be talking about his project, Rare FND, which... I think stands for rare find, but I'm going to ask him that in one second. Just have to get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way, and then we will start talking to Ryan. He sounds lovely. Heard his voice there in one second. So if you're listening to this AMA, like I said, you want to know about stuff before it hits the market or as it hits the market. FND has actually been on BitMart since the 18th of August. You can go and look at FND, that token, trade it. Um, And we're going to find out the utility of it, why you'd want it, all about the FND project in just one second. But I wanted to let you know that if you're listening to this conversation, we are giving away $1,000 in FND. That's $50 in FND for each winner, 20 winners total. And all you have to do in order to be in the runnings for some of those FND tokens is find the Twitter link on our on our account, where you saw this spaces, uh, retweet that, tag three friends, go and follow Rare FND at their account, which is at Rare underscore FND. Fill out the Google form that we have attached, and then you will be off to win some of those Rare FND tokens, or just FND tokens for short. So, Ryan, are you there?
1: Hello, I am. Hey, How are you? I'm,
0: I'm doing fine. Where are you uh, speaking to us from?
1: Uh, so, we are based in Dubai in uh, the United Arab Emirates.
0: Wow, very cool. I've never been to Dubai, nor have I been to Dubai, Iowa, um, which may or may not exist. But that's very cool. I'm coming to you from Denver, Colorado right now. So, opposite sides of the world, to say the least. What time is it in yeah, Dubai?
1: Uh, so here's it's uh, 7 p.m. Uh, if you decide to come here, I'd advise staying away uh, during these summer months. It's uh, very hot. It's uh, around 45 degrees at the moment, and it's. Uh quite hard to breathe when you're outside it's so humid. So maybe come a bit later in the year. Uh, o- October is a, a prime time for, uh, especially if you're into crypto, because that's when all the crypto expos and uh, summits uh, are happening and conferences. So yeah, come, come in October. Um, anyone listening uh, in the crypto space, uh, I'd imagine that's most of the people here. October in Dubai is the, the prime time for crypto in Dubai. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, thank you for the travel tip. The weather is certainly important there. I can imagine that it is quite hot. Um, It's it's even more of a desert than Denver and the surrounding uh, area of Colorado is, and we just had a heat wave here, so that's interesting. Before we start talking about your project, which is Rare FND, I'm interested because you're in Dubai, and we see in the news – all this crypto stuff happened in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, the kind of Arab world in general. Could you maybe speak a little bit onto what the crypto scene is like in Dubai, why you're in Dubai and, you know, what's what's going on there in terms of crypto? And then I promise we'll talk about your project.
1: Uh, yes, of course. So um, I actually came here in October. And originally, uh, I, I had only planned to stay here for one week. Uh, we were actually exhibiting at one of uh, the conferences called uh, uh, World Blockchain Summit, uh, run by TrezCon. Uh, so, so I came as part of the Rare Antiquities group. Uh, we came uh, to spread the word around about our parent company, the Rare Antiquities token. Um, so I came for uh, one week. Uh, Uh, following uh, an an expo in uh, London, Crypto Expo. Uh, And the the difference in the people that we met was astronomical. Uh, You know, uh, we were meeting uh, Sheik's and uh, investors that were talking about investments with uh, three or four extra zeros compared to the amounts that people are talking about in London. Um, so I, I actually didn't return to the UK for another four months. Uh, I, I sort of set up shops here um, and it was apparent from uh, week one that Dubai is the crypto capital of the world. Um, Around around the same sort of time, uh, they they made uh, crypto uh, regulated and Binance was the first uh, exchange to actually receive their crypto trading license uh, at the start of this year. Um, we've now got our own our crypto trading license as well. Uh, we have uh, three companies. Uh, based in Dubai that also have crypto uh, trading licenses uh, for various aspects. So we've got one for our our NFT marketplace. Uh, We've got one for our our, uh, decentralized exchange out of Abu Dhabi. Uh, We've got one provisionally for our metaverse uh, out out of Vara in Dubai. Uh, So more and more uh, uh, companies are moving to Dubai um, for the the regulated uh, aspect um, because not only uh, Is it a a central hub uh, for networking um, and finding everything that you need related to crypto? But it also adds that peace of mind to investors that uh, you are regulated, uh, so uh, you know know, nothing, nothing uh, dodgy, which is quite uh, proficient in in this space uh, can can happen.
0: Sure. Yeah. And thank you for expanding upon that for uh, the scene in Dubai. I know that is a lot of uh, the reason why people are flocking there is because they immediately embraced it. It's regulated. And Kevin O'Leary is always the one who says that um, the sovereign wealth funds and all the wealth that is in the Arab world um, and in the United Arab, Emir- Arab Emirates and Dubai and all those cities and countries is going to eventually, f- or at least he says, flow into Bitcoin and and you know, fuel its next bull run. But we're not here to talk about that, Ryan. We are here to talk about your project, which is Rare FND. You've got this cute little mouse logo that reminds me of, I don't know if you ever saw this movie. It's called Fievel Goes West. It was an animated movie that came out in the the late 90s or something like that. That mouse looks exactly like that, and that's what it's thinking of. Unless, of course, it's not a mouse. So um, quick question before (laughs) we start talking about it. It it is a mouse, right? (laughs)
1: Um, uh not far off. It's of the it's of the rodent uh variety. Uh, it's actually a rat. Oh I <laughs> so, see. So uh <laughs> As mentioned, uh, we we started off uh, with the Rare Antiquities Token. Uh, So the acronym uh, for that is RAT. (laughs) So so the Rare Antiquities Token uh, started in uh, July uh, 2022, and we built a a platform for fractionalizing real-world art. Uh, So that's not to be confused uh, with tokenization. Um, So uh, I'm a a bit of an art fiend myself. I've, I've grown up around art my entire life. Uh, my mother's a surrealist artist from the 70s uh, she has uh, some crazy art pieces around the world in Russia France uh, and America so Uh, So I've grown up around art my entire life, and I uh, looked into making art accessible to everyone around the world. Um, So I started uh, looking at uh, turning the likes of Picassos into NFTs, but I found that it's still quite uh, restrictive. Uh, So I went a a step further and looked into fractionalizing uh, those pieces of art. And and we did it in a way whereby uh, you don't receive tokens, so uh, a lot of people uh, use the terms fractionalization for tokenization, um, uh, but the, the way we approach it is completely different to tokenization. Uh, so we we take uh, we take the piece of art and we fractionalize it in a way where you can actually see uh, your piece of the art. So if, if you invested a large amount uh, into that uh, uh, digital piece of art, you would receive a large fraction from maybe the center of the piece of art, um, or maybe in the case for Mona Lisa, you could receive a, a large part, which would be maybe the Mona Lisa's face. And it works in a spiralization motion. So the smaller investor would it, the smaller investors would receive a fraction maybe uh, which would uh, be on the outside of the piece of art, maybe just a, a pixel or two. Um, and then we developed a, a, another piece of technology whereby we authenticate uh, the piece of art. So we make sure that we only deal with the, the owner of the physical piece of uh, piece of art. So uh, as a result, uh, we've got partnerships with uh, the, the Louvre in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we've uh, in, in discussions with the, the likes of the Vatican Museums. Um, so we make sure that we approach uh, the, the owner of the, the real world piece of art. Uh, we take the, the certificate of authenticity, which they have and we encrypt that inside each and every nft so you, you might only invest is in smaller than you have uh, an nft which is just a 42 two but inside uh, that NFT, uh, you can actually decrypt it uh, with a decryption key and it will, will reveal uh, the entire certificate of authenticity so uh, that, that's how uh, we started off with, with the rare antiquities token or, or rat um, and uh, then we, uh, uh, a, couple, a couple of months ago, um, after 10 months of development, uh, we launched our NFT marketplace and we went into a, a series A funding round. Uh, so we started approaching um, venture capital firms and institutional investors ar- around the world, uh, which uh, brought us uh, to a, uh, brought our project and uh, technology to a number of high profile individuals. Um, one, one of those uh, was uh, by the name of Dr. Marwan Al Zaruni. Um, so, Dr. Marwan is the head of uh, blockchain in Dubai, uh, works on behalf of the Dubai government. And uh, he, he's the person that when Binance came to Dubai and um, they were looking to be the first crypto company to get their uh, crypto trading license, then Dr. Marwan Alzaruni is the person that CZ uh, would have had to uh, pitch to or uh, wine and dine, rather, (laughs) um, before they were allowed to have their uh, trading license. Um, So he as a result of uh, our, our discussions and uh, he, he was impressed with our technology um and what we were looking to do in the space in terms of uh, the fractionalization and also the security aspect of encrypting the ticket authenticity inside each nft um as a result he decided to join the ray antiquities group um as an advisor um so Uh, He he brought uh, a project to us from uh, Binance, Uh, we were looking to do some work with uh, the Dubai government uh, for for a charity project. Uh, called One Billion Meals, uh, whereby they were looking to raise uh, nine million in funds for their charity uh, to to fund one billion meals. um, And they wanted to fractionalize an NFT. Um, And the way we were looking to do it is that uh, people would donate uh, to the fund or they donate uh, to the NFT. And once the target is hit, we would fractionalize that NFT and distribute it, uh, distribute the fractions to all the people who had donated so if um if someone had donated uh, maybe a thousand dollars they would receive a, a fraction of maybe one percent one percent fraction if uh, someone had uh, made maybe ninety dollars they'd receive a fraction that was a north point one percent fraction And what we were then looking to do was add another aspect. So if you donated up to $100, you'd maybe get a free cinema ticket. Um, Or if you donated up to $1,000, you'd maybe have a a a one-month pass to the Museum of the Future in Dubai. Uh, These are all sort of partners uh, that work with the government and the One Billion Meals charity. And we were looking to encrypt that uh, that, uh, ticket or that incentive inside each and every NFT. Um, So we started working on this project with the the Dubai government uh, and Binance, and uh, we we got through uh, various stages. We had approvals from um, a bunch of the guys there, um, and the final uh, stage uh, was just a a bit of a technical review. Uh, But around the same sort of time, um, unfortunately, the, the ruler... Of Dubai had passed away. Uh, So, after a week long mourning, the new ruler uh, came in and uh, he had uh, funded the remaining 9 million that the the 1 billion uh, meals charity was looking to raise to hit its target. Uh, so that, that meant, uh, so obviously that's, that's a good thing uh, for uh, the charity, uh, but unfortunately for us, uh, it meant that the government no longer required this project uh, with uh, the Rare Antiquities token and Binance. Um, so uh, we came away from that a bit uh, disheartened as we had this uh, huge uh, project with the dubai government Um, but then as a result of uh, tailoring our technology and our platform to uh, raise funds for charity uh, we now had this new platform uh, which could be used for charities to raise funds and to receive donations um, After a bit more research and digging, uh, I looked into the crowdfunding aspect and found that the crowdfunding sector is absolutely huge. It's uh, around uh, 30 billion at the moment, and it's only expected to triple uh, to 80, 90 billion in the next five years. So I realized that the, the platform and the technology that we had already built for Uh, the likes of uh, the One Billion Meals uh, charity, um, could be used for raising funds for other charities and also used for crowdfunding for startups. So uh, we developed, uh, uh, so we launched uh, the new token, and that's the one that uh, I'm here to speak about today, uh, called Rare FND. Uh, As as you alluded to at the the start, uh, the FND, so it actually stands for Find... Fund and, and fractionalize. So uh, you first find a startup or you find a charity, uh, then you fund it, and then it's being funded, it's fractionalized, and the donators or contributors will receive a fractionalized NFT. So um, that's a bit of a high-level overview for you and a bit of a background around uh, how the project was born. <laughs>
0: very cool very cool thank you for that uh, background ryan um and you're you you seem to be breaking up there a little bit but i'm catching most of what you're saying i just wanted to let you know that um, in case we do lose you or or anything so yeah you have this long story of not only having an art background but actually having this project where you essentially were doing a sort of uh, crowdfunding but not really crowdfunding because it was fractionalization of art and kind of having to go through the fire and losing, you know, the project that you were doing. But now you've got this this next one, this rare FND. And I'm glad that you cleared it up for me that uh, it's not just rare find. It's find, fund, and fractionalize. So fractionalization is something very, very interesting in the crypto space because I, I don't think that people – there's not a lot of analogies to it uh, in the real world other than like i feel like the common example that people know of a fractionalization is like um you know you never eat a whole pizza by yourself right you always fractionalize it you share it with other people you cut it up into pieces but there's so many other things because people are doing this for everything now they're doing it for real estate they're doing it for uh slices of high value crypto that you know you can't buy a you know a one yourself, I guess, you know, Bitcoin has always been fractionalized if you want to look at it that way. And so this is a pretty unique and interesting um, kind of thing in the in the crypto space. I, I I think my next question is going to be, how do you think the rare FND is unique? And what do you think is the unique aspect about it? Because I think sometimes if you go to rarefnd.com and look at the website, it's a great little website that has a whole bunch of info. When people see the term crowdfunding i know that they'll probably have a knee-jerk reaction to be like oh is this just the crypto version of kickstarter or gofundme i think that crowdfunding has this weird um bias attached to it and it's not it's neither good nor bad it's it's almost like i don't know it's almost like when you think of smartphone i think most people immediately think of the iphone and it's hard to break that connection so like rare fnd how is it unique why would people want to do this over other crowdfunding platforms, please kind of give us the holistic treatment about that. (laughs)
1: Um, Yes, uh, of course. So um, it's funny you mentioned it being the crypto version of Kickstarter Um, at the very, very high level view. um, It it pretty much is a crypto version of Kickstarter, uh, but uh, it comes with a whole uh, load of benefits uh, to startups. Uh, that uh, Kickstarter doesn't have. Um, so, so I'll just go over um, why uh, Rare FND is u- unique. So obviously, as you mentioned, this is uh, the crypto version of Kickstarter. Um, there, there isn't actually uh, any other plat- a- end-to-end platform uh, that uses uh, crypto or your own crypto token uh, to raise funds. Um, the, the only real competitors out there at the moment. There's one called TallyCoin. Um, so one. Um, Tallycoin was uh, made famous due to the Canadian truckers uh, raising funds on GoFundMe, and they actually got their uh, uh, funding um, closed down uh, by the Canadian government. So they switched across to Tallycoin, where people were able to uh, donate to them in Bitcoin. Uh, But but that's pretty much all you can do with uh, TallyCoin. They just accept uh, payments in in Bitcoin for for charities. Um, We have our our own token, uh, which comes with um, a range of benefits uh, that uh, will see us as a a leader in the crowdfunding space in the months and years to come. Uh, So with the likes of uh, GoFundMe and Kickstarter, they actually uh, take a very high commission On uh, the amount of funds raised, Uh, and and that can be up to uh, five to twenty percent in some cases. So, if um, if you're looking to raise uh, one million uh, for a charity, then GoFundMe actually take five percent of the amount raised. So, they would be taking. Uh, Fifty thousand uh, away from that charity and, and not only that they also uh, charge the end users uh, so the end users are charged a small fee uh, on top of what they're already donating uh, so the way we fnd is different uh, we uh, through the uh, beauty of uh, blockchains and, and the benefit uh, that uh, the blockchain has to offer uh, we have uh, a large amount of tokens set aside for staking. Uh, So that means that uh, we offer automated staking. So on uh, all crowdfunding campaigns, uh, when there is a donation or a contribution, that amount is automatically staked uh, at uh, at a rate of 240% APY. Uh, So that that means that... um, that crowdfunding campaigns hit their crowdfunding target quicker. Uh, so you may not necessarily uh, need to wait for all the donations or contributions to be made to hit your target because the amounts that have already been contributed are uh, gaining in rewards uh, whilst they just start there in the crowdfunding campaign. So that, that's one benefit is that the, the crowdfunding campaigns hit their crowdfunding target quicker due to the automated staking. Uh, the other thing uh, that we offer, uh, especially uh, d- during the first six to 12 months, uh, we'll be running a marketing campaign where we start crowdfunding uh, campaigns off on 10% towards their crowdfunding target. Uh, so that means if uh, a crowdfunding campaign is looking to raise uh, 1 million, uh, we'll start them off on 100,000 towards their crowdfunding target, uh, and that will be uh, put through to their uh, their project in FND. Um, and that's uh, all made possible uh, through uh, having uh, the, the benefits of using uh, crypto or our own uh, native token FND. Uh, and, uh, and I know your, your next question is going to be uh, what happens when they – Hit their crowdfunding target. Uh, so we have a, a very stringent uh, compliance uh, process when a startup uh, is, submits their application to us. So uh, not only do we conduct uh, KYB and KYC on the application, but we also make sure that they submit a thorough business plan. And in their business plan, it must have a use of funds. Uh, which states how they're going to spend their funds and when they're going to spend their funds. And the when is what's important to us, and it's what makes our uh, model sustainable. So the when uh, we, we take the when, and when the crowdfunding uh, target uh, is hit successfully, uh, the funds are actually vested as per the spending schedule. So it means that if a crowdfunding target was looking to raise $1 million, when they hit their one million target, they can't sell one million worth of FND tokens, uh, causing a big uh, dump on the on the chart or the price of FND. Uh, the, the funds raised are actually vested as per their spending schedule. So, if uh, if we take uh, maybe a manufacturer for example, uh, if a, a manufacturing startup uh, wanted to raise funds for a new factory uh, or warehouse. Uh, Maybe in month one, uh, they'd uh, receive 10% uh, for the purchase of a warehouse. Uh, Maybe in month three, they would receive maybe 15% uh, to purchase machinery. Uh, Month six, they'd look to hire a workforce, so another 20% would be released and so on. Uh, so, this this model means that uh, when crowdfunding campaigns are successful, then there is no dump in the price. And as long as we continue to onboard more startups and more charities, uh, then we should only ever see an increase in the price. Uh, so, any sort of vesting uh, being released will, uh, the price of the FND token will be mitigated by us onboarding more and more charities and startups, which will continue to. Uh, uh, raise the price of the token through donations and contributions.
0: Interesting. I find this whole – so There's you've created an incentive system where not only people have an incentive to fund and crowdfund other people, but there's no – once the project is over, whether it's charitable or capitalistic or what have you, there's no incentive to – oh, well, this token, you know, like you said, like TallyCoin, oh, this token is useless, Um, we can get rid of it, or it has to be burned, or it has to do all this complex stuff in order to keep the price up. I find this fascinating because incentives are so important. I think that you properly recognize that not only for people to do the good things that they want to do correctly, but in the charitable space especially, um, and this is no slight on any individual charity, we, like, blockchain and charity have been a match made in heaven forever, and they've been waiting for each other because people like donating to charities. People like doing good in the world. People like taking their money that they've earned and putting it towards causes that they think are productive. But it's these charitable scandals or these large organizations where you don't know where the money's gone, you don't know where the channel's where it's gone through, where it should just all be transparent. And I'm thinking of the big scandal in the United States was – united way some decades ago but i know that red cross and other organizations have have had them before and so it blockchain is the natural fit to this as you said ryan because anybody that knows has studied blockchain for five minutes knows that it's a it's an open and auditable system so i really think it's interesting the incentive system you've created here while while also being fully open and uh audible i'm I'm kind of wondering on your comments on that
1: uh, yes most definitely and uh, as you mentioned uh, a charity and blockchain uh, has been uh, such such a perfect match which is uh, why there has been so many charity projects over the last two years um, and the way that, that uh, charity projects normally work is they take some sort of tax uh, they normally apply some sort of tax on buys and sells and they normally contribute uh, that tax towards whatever charity they look into uh, to help, um, but but we go one step uh, beyond that. So we're a zero tax token, um, uh, but uh, and we go one step further at a much higher level, uh, whereby we offer a platform for all charities uh, to take advantage of what blockchain can offer um, and raise funds easier and quicker. Um, so um, in terms of um, and transparency, so we're working with uh, the D- Dubai government, um, as mentioned, uh, Dr. Marwan Al-Zarouni is uh, sat, sat on our board, uh, as well as his brother, uh, Majid Al-Zarouni, um, and we, we actually have a, a meeting with them uh, tomorrow uh, to, to discuss this in a, a lot more detail um, But uh, the the way our platform works is uh, we hook into an API uh, from the government uh, database Uh, so uh, People can only donate to charities that are registered charities, and and it's the same uh, for uh, the KYB aspect for businesses uh, raising funds. You need to be a registered uh, business and pass our KYB process. Uh, so so it means that uh, people can't raise funds for any sort of fake charities or uh, and run off with the money. Or uh, it also means that. Um, Uh, You can't have any fake businesses uh, raising money and run off with the funds. Um, We also um, add an extra uh, bit of uh, security in terms of when the funds have been successfully uh, been raised. Uh, So in the case of uh, startups, uh, the startup has to prove uh, they have to provide evidence that they've hit their previous milestone uh, before the next round of vesting is released to them. Um, so, so that's just some, uh, another layer of added security to ensure that startups are doing as as they've promised and they're spending the funds in, in the right way.
0: Absolutely, and I know that you can't control every aspect of the process. Uh, you know, you certainly wouldn't want to uh, micromanage a charity or a startup. Um, it's enough work as it is to run the crowdfunding platform. But yeah, I, I just find it fascinating how. When you create incentive systems like this, you not only allow people to do good, which I think people naturally want to do, but you allow the organizations and kind of charities themselves to also have an incentive to stick to deadlines, stick to timelines, um, not misuse any of the money You know, through kind of perhaps uh, natural human greed that comes in when large amounts of money are received, and it's easy to click a button and send it somewhere else. So I think there's a lot of uh, good stuff you've, you've set up here. It is a rare find in the crypto world. Let's put it that way. I'm interested in how you plan to target a mainstream audience with this. Is it, is it going to be as simple as kind of what I said where it's like, hey, we're the crypto Kickstarter, but we have all these extra benefits? Or is there some like unique message that you're trying to get it to the mainstream audience? Because it's so interesting. I, you know, I've been in the crypto world since mm, 20, late 2017, maybe early 2017 if I'm being generous to myself. And um, so it's just always been a hobby of mine until I started working in it um, earlier this year. But I, I'm continually reminded that crypto is a new thing to people and that the majority of the planet is not aware of crypto, and it's still kind of a new technology. It's like the early days of the internet is the best analogy that I always hear. But this is, this is a project for a mainstream audience. It's a crowdfunding platform. Like I said, like Kickstarter or GoFundMe. What is kind of your plan to target people with that or to market it or to make it go mainstream? I'm interested in that.
1: Yes, most definitely, and and everything that you said is correct. Uh, We we are a a mainstream uh, software provider, Uh, so we are a a SaaS software as a service, and we're providing a service for charities and startups to uh, take advantage of the benefits that we have to offer through our crypto uh, solution. Um, And uh, it is most definitely uh, a mainstream audience that we are looking to target, uh, not only uh, the mainstream charities and startups, but also the mainstream end users. Um, And we do this uh, in a way uh, whereby uh, we are targeting uh, primarily uh, startups and charities. Um, and we've got a number of charities and startups already on board. Uh, we, just, uh, we, we are registered as a business in Dubai and we're just waiting for confirmation uh, to ensure that our business activities and the business uh, allow us to uh, do this uh, crowdfunding uh, aspect uh, with crypto. Um, and uh, the, the feedback that we get when we uh, speak to startups uh, is something along the lines of, uh, what, you're going to give me 10% towards my my crowdfunding target? We're like, yeah. And they're like, what? No way. How? And we explain the whole model to them. And they're just like, wow, that's amazing. Sign me up. Uh, uh, and as, as you might see from our website, uh, we uh, emphasize that we are paying uh, startups to crowdfund with us rather than the, the other way around uh, where startups have to pay the platform to crowdfund um, and that, that monetary incentive uh, is uh, very appealing especially for startups who are looking for that extra boost uh, to not only start off their crowdfunding campaign uh, which is extremely important in crowdfunding uh, to get additional uh, people to contribute um, but also uh, it obviously makes things easier and hit hitting the their target quicker through uh, us paying them, uh, giving them uh, a bit of a kickstart, as such, uh, t- to their crowdfunding campaign, but also the automated stake-in uh, that we offer. Um, and it's not just the, the monetary aspect. So uh, we've t- uh, started off our marketing campaigns uh, in the crypto space. Uh, so as you can see, we've got around 30,000 followers on Twitter. Um, our Telegram has around 13,000 followers. And uh, the price of the token has solely relied, relied on investors at the moment. Um but that's only the short term. We're only three weeks old. We launched the token three weeks ago. Um, uh, the, the long-term model is that we rely on startups and charities uh, using the platform. Uh, so we're transitioning at the moment from the, the crypto-type uh, marketing to the mainstream marketing so that we actively uh, onboard uh, startups and charities, uh, but also so that we make end users uh, aware of our platform. Uh, so um, in, in the front end, um, it will pretty much appear like another Kickstarter. Um, everything will appear in USDT. All the funds raised are in USDT, um, but there will be the, the ability to connect your wallet for the the users who know how to use crypto. Um, you'll be able to connect your wallet. Uh, you'll be able to donate directly or directly from your wallet in FND Um, but we also have uh, the ability for people who don't know about crypto uh, so we don't have to worry about uh, the education aspect where you have to teach people how to buy our FND token. So we've we've actually integrated a a third-party solution uh, which allows uh, the end users to pay in fiat uh, and in the back end uh, the donation will go through in FND. Uh, The user flow uh, for the end user uh, is that they pay with a credit or debit card, they put their details in such as their email address, They, they sign up to the website. And then when the crowdfunding campaign successfully hits their target, uh, they receive their incentive, uh, which may be a free cinema ticket uh, or uh, uh, a weekly pass to the museum, uh, depending how much they've donated or contributed, uh, they'll receive that uh, via email. But the user journey in the back end, what actually happens in the back end is that they pay using uh, fiat, uh, so they pay with their debit or credit card, In the back end, uh, they've actually purchased FND, and that FND goes into the stake-in smart contract. Uh, A wallet is then created, uh, which is linked to their email address. Then when the crowdfunding campaign successfully hits their target, uh, they receive their their NFT uh, to the wallet, uh, which is then forwarded on to their email address. Uh, so, So in the back end, they actually purchasing in FND, but all they see in the front end is that they've made a contribution using their credit or debit card. Uh, so, th- so that's how we uh, we appeal to the to the mainstream end user. Um, in terms of uh, appealing to the mainstream uh, startup or uh, charity, um, then it's all about those incentives, as I mentioned. Uh, we we pay them to use our platform uh, rather than them having to pay uh, to use uh, uh, another mainstream crowdfunding platform
0: wow it sounds like you've kind of thought of everything here from the process of people who don't know about crypto receiving an nft or incentives on the back end through email to the exact questions that startups or charities would uh, be asking you and i i want to ask a question real quick before we talk about maybe some partnerships that you anticipate going forward and that's you mentioned when you talk to startups or certain organizations and you say, yeah, we'll give you money in order to do this, they're skeptical. Do you think that that is because we're in this unique time in the crypto market where people are very skeptical about high APYs and lenders and people giving money around because of Celsius and all those other uh, people where you couldn't audit what they were doing with the money on the back end and they didn't know how their money was being used and staked and they didn't have a system like this set up where the incentives are that, um, it can all still stay together and not, you know, kind of go crazy. Do, do you, do you, what is your opinion on that real quick?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so, so it's, all uh, decentralized, uh, all the contributions are, um, held, uh, on, uh, on, on the smart contract, uh, uh, on the stake staking smart contract or, uh, on the exchange, um. So it's all uh, decentralized. Uh, we don't uh, we don't hold any of that uh, money uh, w- w- whatsoever. Um, and then in in terms of the reaction reactions that we, we get, uh, so we are we are actively uh, avoiding any crypto startups uh, because uh, what we find what we found in the last couple of weeks is when we do uh, speak to any sort of uh, crypto startup, then they can very very easily uh, Uh, mistake us for being a launchpad Um, and it's something that uh, we need to uh, clarify um, more more than once is that that we're not a launchpad Uh, there are no tokens that uh, Token, offer- token offerings uh, available on our platform. It is purely a crowdfunding platform, uh, primarily a reward-based crowdf- crowdfunding platform whereby uh, rewards are done uh, using incentives such, uh, such as uh, shout-outs on on the website or, or the social medias for the startup or uh, cinema tickets or uh, maybe a, a whitelist for uh, the latest Uh, Electric bike uh, invention uh, and so on. Um, So we're actually actively uh, avoiding uh, the crypto startups uh, because uh, every conversation that we've had with with one has uh, gone down the route of them thinking uh, it's a launchpad, and and they can't get out of that mindset uh, of uh, them launching their crypto project on a launchpad. So we're actively avoiding crypto startups, and we're appealing more to the to the tech startups uh, and even the likes of. Your your art startups, manufacturing, and uh, uh, I won't carry on with the partnerships because you mentioned uh, that—that's your next question. Uh, But uh, yes, so um, uh, yes, those those sort of questions around uh, crypto and API, uh, we sort of uh, uh, have to—we have to explain it uh, at a high-level view, but in terms of. Uh, uh, startups relating it to Celsius, then uh, we don't really go down that route. Um, but uh, if it, if it is brought up, then uh, we just talk about uh, how all the funds are decentralized.
0: You know, that's kind of hilarious, Ryan. I I wouldn't have thought about that. You, if that that's like a great trivia question um, at a uh, bar where crypto people hang out. Is like, what's the difference between a a crowdfunding platform? And a uh, launch pad for crypto startups, and you're like, I, you're right. I get, I could see how people confuse that all the time because, um, because I know that on some exchanges and on some launch pads, uh, people can crowdfund a token project that they want to have started up. I believe even Bitmart has done that in the past. Um, they may even still do it now. I'm, I'm not um, privy to that world at the moment. So yeah, I, I, it is a kind of a little bit of a hilarious. Uh, It's almost Curb Your Enthusiasm-esque where every meeting that you have with a crypto startup, they immediately think you're a launchpad. That could probably be a great episode. But I will digress from that to um, ask about what do you, you know, I know you said the the token is only three weeks old. It's a rather new project, but it's kind of come out of a, a past history that you've had of talking to other people in the art world, fractionalization, trying to crowdfund other stuff. What kind of partnerships do you anticipate Going forward with Rare FND. Uh,
1: yes, of course. So, um, uh, obviously, I've already mentioned uh, some some big names uh, that are known globally. So, uh, for the Rare Antiquities token, uh, we partnered with uh, the Louvre Abu Dhabi, uh, which gives us access to the Louvre in Paris, uh, Vatican museums. Uh, we have uh, a range of uh, private uh, collectors on our in our portfolio uh, with uh, a portfolio of over a billion worth of uh, art and antiquities um, uh, and in, in our discussions around the world uh, we've uh, also looking to partner with uh, people who have rare wine collections so one of, one of the largest rare wine uh uh, funds in the world is looking to use our, our uh, peer-on platform, um, but then in the charity aspect, uh, obviously I mentioned uh, ch- charity, uh, the charity, the the charity uh, Binance finance uh, Char- charity foundation. Uh, so that's where this all began, um, and uh, that that's uh, a big late, uh, big name uh, that we are uh, registered with. Um, and then um, the other the, other, uh, the two big uh, charities here in Dubai, uh, one is uh, friends with uh, uh, Majid al uh, who's on our advisory board, um, and uh, uh, another big name here in Dubai, uh, which haven't been made public yet. <laughs> um, so uh, I can't really go into that in further detail, but uh, you, you can see from um what, what we've done with the the Real antiquities token the the kind of uh, caliber of people who, who we are speaking with uh, we, we're speaking uh with people who own charities uh and uh regularly speaking to uh, ceos and founders of uh, startups uh, and incubators um so so our ceo he's actually on call um but i don't know if he can um speak but uh, uh, we're looking to partner with a uh, few of the the biggest named incubators uh, in uh, the middle east so one is called Astro Labs uh, the other is called uh, Crypto Labs with a k um, and i can't quite remember the other one, but uh, they give us access to over 3,000 startups. Uh, so generally, if a startup is already with an incubator, that means that they're already doing quite well. Um, so they already have uh, some sort of backend behind them, and they look looking to uh, just get that little bit of extra help. Uh, so so uh, partnering, partnering with these incubators, uh, n- none of them are crypto-based, uh, as I mentioned, uh, gives us access to those 3,000 startups. Uh, so if, uh, you know, just 10% of those start using our platform, then that that interpret uh, can interpret uh, tens of millions uh, being bought or raised on our platform, uh, which means tens of millions of the FND token uh, will be bought in order for those crowdfunding campaigns to be successful.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, a lot of high net worth individuals and high, you know, for lack of a better word, brand names, you know, people have heard of the Louvre. They've heard of the Vatican, and I guess if you haven't, uh, you can Google them. People have heard of them; they're they're quite large. So, um, I'm sorry. Who did you say was was on the call that might want to speak?
1: Um, Stuart uh, Patterson. He's a, his our CEO, uh, chief operating officer.
0: Oh, um, what is his so uh, he's, uh, what's his name?
1: Um, um, Stuart, um, let me...
0: I didn't realize he was, uh, on the call here. If if I'd known, I would have, uh, invited him to speak earlier on or, or looked at it. If if he's here, I can try. Sometimes Twitter spaces is very wonky with, uh, letting people speak.
1: Um, so I just dropped him a, a message on WhatsApp, uh, Stewie P.
0: Stewie <laughs> P. Uh, I'm looking for the Stewie Griffin on, uh... That's what it reminds me of, (laughs) Stewie P. If I see him, you can tell him to request to speak, and I'll try to approve him to speak. I'm trying to look through the list really quick here, see if I see him. No, I don't see him in the initial list down here. Let me look. And he's not in the requested. You can tell him to um, request to speak here in a bit uh, if if uh, if he does show up in the call, and I'll try and approve him. Um, we're kind of down to our last questions here, but it's and then we'll take some audience questions if that's okay with you. But um, but we uh, yeah, I, th- I think he, I sorry? think he's
1: just requested him.
0: Okay, let me look. Now I Stewie P. His screen name is Stewie P. Is what you said? Ah uh, yes. I don't see it. In, um, I don't see it in the requests here. Let me look real quick and see. Stewie. No, oh, I don't even see
1: him. Okay. It's all right. That's okay. We can we can move on. <laughs>
0: no worries. No worries. If he requests, that's great. If not, um, Stewie, you're with us here in spirit. So, yeah, you've got a lot of high-profile partnerships coming up. The token is still only three weeks old, but, like, you've got ambitious plans. That kind of segues into my last question here before we take some audience questions from the Twitter space. And that is, this is kind of my favorite question to ask newer projects because it allows for a lot of creativity. Um, It's a very basic question, but it also allows for a lot of creativity. And it kind of gives me an insight into uh, how well the the crypto projects founders kind of know the timeline of the crypto world. Because I'm sure as you've know, being in this space more than six months, (laughs) <laughs> Six months in the crypto world can be like 25 years in the real world. There's just so much that can happen, and, and you know, things can go up 80% and down 80%. You, at the beginning of this year, Celsius was a great place to put your money. Now, it's, it'll probably never exist again. It's just crazy how fast things move in this industry. So my question to you is, you've got this pretty cool crowdfunding platform. It is, as we've talked about, the crypto version of, of Kickstarter or GoFundMe. Where do you see this project in six months? And then where do you see this project in five years? I'll let you talk as long as you want.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so we've we've already got um, two charity partnerships uh, on board uh, that are waiting to be announced. Uh, there's a third one, which is uh, pretty much finalized. Um, we've already got uh, three startups uh, waiting to go live. Um, we're just looking to get uh, given the green light uh, from uh, the regulatory uh, authority here in Dubai and we'll be putting in the platform live with those startups uh, crowdfunding straight away um, so and, and that's been in a space of weeks since uh, since we came off the call with binance uh, up until uh, we decided to launch a specific token for the crowdfunding um, so, in, uh, in, in six months' time, uh, I know uh, some of the d- discussions and meetings that we have uh, with some uh, high-caliber uh, people uh, here in Dubai, um, uh, some obviously uh, along the lines of uh, with Dr. Marwan al uh, and uh, through their connections uh, in the government. Um, but also, uh, another big name here is uh, someone by uh, the name of Gargash. Uh, he, he owns a number of charities. Uh, he owns... Um, uh, Mercedes in uh, United Arab Emirates, I believe, um, and uh, he's uh, another person we'll be speaking to. So, uh, and um, if Stuart could join, then uh, we have another meeting with uh, another big name, um, uh, ABS. Uh, I can't uh, remember his full name, but uh, he was uh, just pictured with uh, CZ in his uh, in his villa here in Dubai. So we, we have a meeting with him this week as well. Uh, so, so in in six months, uh, I expect us to have maybe uh, f- five to ten uh, high-profile charities that we've partnered with, uh, looking to raise uh, in, in tens of millions uh, for their for their charities. And I expect that uh, within those six months, uh, we would have had a number of uh, charity events here in Dubai, in Dubai, uh, which would be uh, along the same sort of lines of uh, marketing and with a crowdfunding aspect uh, attached to it. Um, and then f- for the startups so within the next six months, uh, I expect us to be around, up to around the 50 50 startup sort of mark. Um, and uh, from the startups that we've already been speaking to, uh, they're looking to raise uh, anywhere between uh, half a million and 10 million each. Uh, so um uh, if, if you uh, take that number and uh, go on the low end of 50 then you're looking at a minimum of 25 million uh, looking to go through the the token um in um, uh, was, was it five years did you say or three years
0: oh I like to do five because five seems like forever in the crypto world
1: yeah yeah. so, so as, as mentioned we, we're uh, we're main, we're a tech uh, we're a tech uh, solution uh, we'll just use a uh, utilizing the benefit that uh, the blockchain has to offer. So we are a, a mainstream product product. We're a mainstream uh, tech company uh, in five years time. Then I fully expect us to be a name uh, up there with the likes of uh, GoFundMe. Um, uh, as mentioned, uh, th- there aren't any end to end platforms that are uh, utilizing uh, a crypto token uh, to raise funds. Um, Kickstarter, Kickstarter, Actually, said they were going to do something uh, along the same sort of lines. They said they were going to do something in 2022, and we're quite uh, far along in 2022. And Kickstarter hasn't done anything yet, so we've got the uh, before them. Uh, we have the the contacts, the network, and uh, connections here in the Middle East uh, to, to have the monopoly uh, in this part of the world uh, before uh, they put anything out there. Um, And who knows, uh, maybe uh, in the next uh, couple of months, we may have them uh, uh, knocking on our door, uh, asking to jump on board our solution, as uh, is something that they've clearly thought of um, as they put uh, some press releases out about it uh, last year. Um, But uh, yeah, five five months' time. Um, If if we're not working with Kickstarter, then I fully expect us to uh, have overtaken them uh, in... in, uh, terms of the the crowdfunding uh, world and being one of the biggest names uh, up there uh, and the the certainly the industry leader uh, for using uh, crypto to raise funds in the crowdfunding space
0: nice i love it i love it always nice to hear ambition and the uh, the uh, good hope for the future in a uh, in a project's voice i think it's interesting that K- kickstarter said that they were going to do something this year and we are Last I checked, it was August, which is the seventh month in the year, and they're only 12 months, so we're past the 50% mark, so somebody needs to give Kickstarter a kickstart, otherwise uh, (laughs) they're going to have to go with Rare FND. So in the future, real quick, because I've been pronouncing the project as Rare FND, and you said that it's because it actually stands for Find, Fund, and Fractionalization, but Clearly, I think when you when you look at the name, like it's supposed to kind of in your mind say like rare find or like, like, you know how people say like, oh, uh, donate to my GoFundMe or like, oh, yeah, use my Kickstarter in the future. Would you like people to say like, yeah, use my rare FND or would you be like, oh, my projects on rare find or like my things on rare find like how how are people supposed to pronounce that real quick?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so um, obviously we've uh, we've targeted uh, the crypto space uh, initially, but uh, yeah, um, going forward, uh, it will be something along the lines of reaffirmed or refined. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's the same with uh, a lot, lot of the acronyms uh, out there. Uh, people uh, kind of interpret it themselves and uh, say it a different way. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but uh, yeah. More, certainly, uh, d- uh, depending on uh, the individual could, could be FND, find fund, uh, e- either or, <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I mean, it's, it's a tomato tomato argument. I just, I just wondered <laughs> that. Cause I, I always look at it and I think of rare find and that, that, that to me makes sense. That's like great branding is you're like, oh, I'm on rare find. And like, as soon as it becomes like a brand name. People are like, oh yeah, it's on RareFind. That's the place that hosts like all the projects and charities, and it's crypto funded, and like it would be a great association. So, uh, I'm not on your marketing team though, so I'll, I'll be quiet now. Let's um, <laughs> let's go to some listener questions, if that's okay, Ryan. And I just want to know if you have a hard out or if you want to only take a certain number of questions, so we can kind of keep the structure of this going. Usually. Depending on how much time guests have, uh, they want to take five questions, they want to take three, they want to be here for 20 minutes, so what sounds good to you?
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't mind. I can uh, stay here all night. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I usually like to think that I've um, answered uh, a lot of the questions people may have uh, before they, uh, they ask them. So hopefully, uh, in this last hour, I've preempted a lot of the questions. But certainly, uh, if uh, people want to fire away, then uh, I don't mind answering as many questions uh, as people have.
0: Perf- perfect. Okay, that's great. Unfortunately, I cannot stay here all night because I have other stuff to do for Bitmark. But let's say this, let's do a structure <laughs> (laughs) of let's try and go for five questions. But if there's really a lot of people who keep wanting wanting to ask questions, I'll try for another 30 minutes, which usually ends up as like seven questions or so. Let's try that. Okay. And before we get the questions in guys, gals, and pals, I just need to lay down some ground rules, okay? Usually you guys are pretty nice with the questions. Um, Nobody's mean, nobody's rude, anything like that but I just always have to say this just in case you're a first-time listener, right? So number one, you have to speak English. Unfortunately, I don't speak any other languages. Um, Ryan might speak seven. I have no idea. But we're talking in English, and so you have you must speak English. That's okay if your English isn't that great. I'll try and understand you as best as I can. But the language that we're speaking here, the common communication, is English. So please use that. Second, um, please don't be rude or shout or do anything like that i'm just going to mute you ryan is my guest here we're talking about rare fnd i've called it rare find it'll be called you know many other things by however people want to brand it we're talking about his project here the unique aspects of it keep your questions on that topic and then number three please be in a quiet environment or someplace where we can understand you and you can ask a question related to the project sometimes you can have a great question but if you're outside or if it's busy or whatever and I can't hear your question, you you may as well have not asked it. So if you can just stick to those three rules, it's going to be a fun time like it usually is, and I'm going to start approving people here one by one. Dreams, you've been very, very patient. You've been requesting for like the last half hour, so I'm going to try and get you on here. And if you're approved here in one second, you can ask a question to Ryan.
2: um hello everyone
0: hey dreams yeah you're on you can ask a question to ryan now
2: uh my question is please does does um crowdfunding platform operates globally like can any platform services
1: anywhere without any restriction uh, we're starting off in the Middle East, so we hook into an API uh, from the government database for the charities. Um, we also are uh, utilizing uh, KYB service uh, from, uh, provided by a third party here in Dubai. Uh, so uh, initially, uh, we are starting uh, in the Middle East uh, and uh, given our contacts and our connections here, uh, we expect uh, it to be good. Uh, 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 have a, have a lot of startups and charities uh, in the first uh, six or uh, uh, first month or two. Uh, but certainly the plan is to take this global. Uh, we we've already uh, have a philanthropist uh, on board who's a big name in America um, and will be bringing us uh, some startups from America. Um, so we've got two startups uh, that have been, uh, been uh, that uh, he's actually responsible for uh, in, in America. So quickly we'll be uh, looking to talk into APIs uh, in the America Charity Database and uh, also uh, in a way whereby we can uh, perform KYB for uh, Startups and companies in America. Um, then, being from the UK myself, uh, the UK will be uh, on the list uh, next. Um, and also uh, on our advisory board uh, and uh, one of our partners for the Rare Antiquities, uh, we have some partners in India. Uh, so, India will also be on the list. So, um very quickly over the next uh, uh, two or three months, we'll be looking to uh, extend the platform to uh, America, North, North America, uh, the UK and India.
2: Um,
1: please, you didn't mention Africa. May I know why? Uh, yes, so uh, we, ha- we, we haven't got any uh, um uh, at the moment, uh, the, the, closest, uh, contact or partner we have uh, from Africa is, is actually the, the, queen of Congo. Uh, so we, we're, we're doing a bit with her, uh, for the, for the art and antiquities, uh, aspect, uh, so that's certainly on the roadmap, uh, it, it within the next, uh, six to 12 months. Uh, so yeah, uh, we won't be leaving any continents out. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Thanks.
0: Very cool. Thank you for the great question dreams
1: all right i I wish you the best thank you very much thanks for your question
0: all right next we're going to do corey you've also been very patient so hopefully you will be approved to speak here in one second hello can you hear me hey yes corey yeah you can ask ryan a question now uh, previously, you said no one has access to funds, so it's safe. Even you don't have access to it. But can you elaborate uh, elaborate more
1: on that? Because is it a DAO system? Is the safe uh, unknown? How can it manage? How uh, is it managed by you? Uh, so it's all um, so it's all uh, held in a smart contract, a, a stake in smart contract. Uh, so uh, the FND has to be purchased on exchange. So that's either on the Dex or on a central exchange like Bitmart. Uh, the, that, that that then has to be moved to a to a wallet uh, in order to be donated to a charity or contributed uh, to a startup. Uh, when that's uh, contributed, is held in a, a stake-in smart contract. Uh, each project uh, or each crowdfunding campaign has its own individual stake-in smart contract. Um, then uh, that, that stake-in smart contract will be behind a multi-signature uh uh ownership uh, so that will be uh, c- currently our token smart contract is a uh, multi-sig with me and our coo but going forward everything will be behind uh the rare fnd company uh, as well as uh two or three of our key uh, partnerships in this space uh, most most likely the second one will be uh, multi-sig with binance charity foundation but uh, can it be manipulated by, you know, there's a thing going
2: on in crypto, uh, a voting malfunction, which is 51%
0: of the votes. If, if it goes through, the whole uh, smart contract
2: gets manipulated and the hacker or cheater gets to all funds. Is there a voting mechanism like that? <laughs>
1: No, so we've also uh, deployed our smart contracts using uh, lossless protocol. Uh, So uh, lossless work in a way whereby all tokens are wrapped. Uh, So that means that if you purchase the FND token and you were to give someone your seed phrase by accident and you see that your FND tokens are moved out of your wallet, you can actually go to the lossless.io platform. You can report the f- transaction, and those tokens are frozen. Um, so, so you can actually uh, retrieve any uh, tokens that are stolen as a result of phishing or any sort of scams. Uh, and the same applies to FND, uh, wherever they're held, uh, whether they're held on uh, uh, stake in smart contracts or uh, held in people's wallets. Uh, they're all behind a layer of security that lossless protocol offers. So um, if, if, if if you want to um, jo- join our Telegram, uh, there's a number of keywords you can type in uh, safety, uh, or you can type in uh, scam, and it will tell you uh, how you can use the of protocol to retrieve any stolen tokens. Uh, and uh, it, it may be worth uh, head into uh, their their website to learn a little bit more around how uh, the FND tokens are protected for all all of our investors. Okay. Thank
0: you. Thank you for answering. Thank sure. You. Yeah, and thank you for asking your great question, Corey. Interesting. I had heard of the lossless protocol, but I did not um, actually – I probably didn't know anything about it. I probably heard lossless, and I thought lossless music, um, which is I already know is very high file sizes. Uh, real quick, Ryan, before we go on to the next um, – question which is from nick could you just talk about the lossless protocol real quick and how fnd tokens uh are 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 with that just like a minute or less Uh, that that's fascinating to me
1: uh, yeah, so we actually started uh, work, uh, working with Lossless uh, for the Ray Antiquities token. So we're developing our own decentralized exchange called RaySwap, um, whereby we're incorporating uh, Lossless and uh, we're uh, partnering with uh, another company called Biconomy, Um And also we partnered with Hacken. Uh, so on our decks uh, we'll have a token launcher whereby people will be able to launch their own tokens uh, without any coding experience um, and the, the token will launch a, a template smart contract that has been audited by Hacken already and it will launch it with the losses protocol it will launch it with the, the code for free gas uh, they'll be able to customize any sort of taxes for, for a marketing wallet um, or, or a development wallet um, they'd also, they would also also utilize our partnership with Hacken and obtain uh, uh, an audit for just $1,000. Um, so we started uh, working with Lossless in that regard. Um, and then uh, we decided to launch the FND token. And it just made sense that everything uh, was done with our partners uh, for uh, the swap uh, DEX. Uh, so uh, we launched with Lossless. We had our uh, uh, audit uh, with Hacken. um And uh, the way it works is that uh, they uh, wrap all your tokens. So you have your FND token. They they wrap the full supply. Um, So that means that uh, when uh, they misplace, then it's behind another layer of uh, uh, admin uh, that uh, Lossless uh, are responsible for. Um, And we've already uh, managed to retrieve uh, funds for uh, at least uh, two two users. Uh, One of them uh, came into the chat and said, uh, that they'd connected to a, a scam uh, pink sale website i think it was uh, they'd lost everything from their wallet all their nfts all their tokens um, but luckily they were able to report the transaction in time before the the tokens were sold on pancake swap and they were actually able to retrieve their fnd tokens which is uh quite uh self-satisfying uh, knowing that we were able to Help someone uh, retrieve uh, their much-valued FND tokens.
0: Yeah, totally fascinating. I, I was, like I said, I'd heard of the name, but I, I wasn't familiar with the concept. So it makes sense to me. It's almost as if it's uh, lossless. So, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> moving on. Um, we are going to approve Nick and then Vegan Doge to ask a question. So, Nick, you're going to be up first. Hopefully, you're approved to speak here in one second. All right, Nick. You should be on. Um, You can ask Ryan a question now, if you want. Nick, are you there? Hello? Hey, yeah, Nick. You can ask Ryan a question.
2: Hello, sir. My question is, uh, what is your uh, ways of uh, generating revenue to sustain the project? how did you make it a win-win uh, situation for both investors and the project?
1: Uh, yes, good question. Uh, so as mentioned, we actually have uh, five uh, companies registered here in Dubai. Uh, most of them are uh, related to the rare Antiquities token. Uh, uh, one of them is a software house, uh, the rare Antiquities token software design. So this is where uh, we built the fractionalization technology. This is this is where we're, we are building the rare swap decks. Uh, this is where we're building uh, the platform essentially uh, that uh, for use uh, with Binance Charity Foundation. Um, and and from there, uh, we'd already built. Uh, everything required for the way FND crowdfunding platform. So in terms of uh, funding uh, for the, the development, it, it was all already done from uh, our parent company. Uh, and w- when we decided uh, to uh, create a subsidiary uh, for the way FND crowdfunding uh, platform, uh, we had to work out uh, the amount of funds that was uh, required uh, in order to make it a success. Uh, so, so, so if you look on, on our uh, on our Telegram, uh, you, you can locate our our light paper, um, and in there we have a breakdown of uh, funds that were raised. So we we worked out we required around uh, five hundred thousand, uh, and we conducted a three year forecast uh, with uh, a contractor from Deloitte, um, and we worked out that uh, the, the, the five hundred uh, approximately five hundred thousand um, would give us a, a runway for 25 months. So that, that means that from the, the funds raised, uh, we'd be able to sustain the project uh, for 25 months. And the breakdown of, of that money, we, we had a, a seed round. Uh, so uh, we approached uh, the the venture capital uh, capitals that we had already been in discussions with for the re Antiquities token. Uh, we had a, a number of angel investors uh, based in Dubai, um, and uh, we quickly filled our seed round in uh, uh, around a, a week. Uh, we raised uh, 316,000 in our seed round. Uh, and then um, we went on to uh, a public pre-sale or, or an IDO uh, initial decentralized offering. Uh, and we raised uh, around, uh, we hit our hard cap of uh, 600 BNB uh, before uh, launching on uh, PancakeSwap uh, a week later. Um so, so that's how uh, have funded, uh, 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 we have funded the project. We have the platform and the technology uh, is, is already developed, uh, and any uh, improvements and new features are developed uh, by the rare Antiquities Token software design as it's beneficial to the group as a whole. Um, and then uh, going forward, uh, the funds raised uh, uh, approximately 70% has uh, gone to market. Uh, we have uh, quite a large allocation for legal expenses, uh, 17% for legal expensive, expenses um, because we are registered As a company in Dubai, uh, everything here is highly regulated. uh, So we have a a large uh, amount uh, going towards legal expenses to make sure uh, that we uh, don't do anything uh, that could be frowned upon by the authorities here. Uh, We are uh, audited uh, twice a year. uh, So our business activities are are audited twice a year. uh, So if we're conducting any business activities Outside of our uh, business license, then we can receive uh, some hefty fines. Um, and we also, uh, our accounts are uh, audited uh, on an annual basis as well. Uh, so uh, that's where some of the funding uh, is also going to. Um, and then go- going forward, uh, that, that prov- provides us uh, with a runway of 25 months, so just over two years. Uh, and then Going forward, uh, the the platform uh, should be uh, uh, self-fulfilling in in that uh, the marketing will be done by the startups using the platform. So one of the, the main reasons that uh, a crowdfunding campaign fails is that not enough marketing is done before the, the crowdfunding campaign starts. Uh, so it's the responsibility of the startup uh, to do their own marketing. And in doing so, uh, they'll also market our platform for us. So the, so the marketing uh, takes care of itself as, as long as we incentivize Startups to use our platform instead of any of the competitors out there, like Kickstarter, uh, then, uh, the, the marketing, uh, will take care of itself. Uh, so, uh, funding in that regard, uh, will no longer be required.
0: So there you go, Nick, did that answer your question?
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Sure. Yeah. Thanks for asking so, a great question. Thank you. All right. We are going to remove Nick here, and up next is Vegan Doge. Very interesting. Okay, Vegan Doge. Um, You're going to be approved to speak here in one
2: second. Hey, BitMart, this is Vegan Doge. And let me congratulations to Jan and and BitMart for conducting this high, high class and top quality crypto space actually and you people are doing amazing job and really we are very much impressed and we like the dedication of and commitment and you're glad using crypto blockchain technology for your product okay my question sir uh, what are the exchanges we can expect nearby future like how many exchanges in number and one more thing what type of advertising in main mainstream media you are going to do and how you will attract mainstream audience towards crypto for the better cause. So how many exchanges and what are the mainstream media marketing you are going to do?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so obviously uh, we're on BitMart exchange, uh, so you can uh, buy FND uh, on BitMart, which is uh, obviously a uh, huge uh, uh, exchange uh, one of the biggest up there um, and then uh, we'll be uh, over the next two weeks uh, we'll be looking to go on uh, two uh, further exchanges um, and then uh, a big one next month uh, which uh, obviously goes hand in hand with our partnership with finance charity foundation um uh in terms of um uh so, sorry miss, for, for the greater for the greater cause so um uh i think that how, how are we gonna help the, the greater cause of charities was was that the second question no no
2: no, no. how you are going to attract at mainstream audience like people uh, don't know like uh, uh, how your platform is available like outside of crypto you're going to market
1: uh, yes, so uh, attracting the mainstream. Uh, so as, as mentioned, uh, we're looking to partner with uh, three of the biggest incubators in the Middle East, which will give us access to 3,000 startups. Uh, so the, the, the platform relies on uh, in, uh, bringing startups uh, to the platform and bringing charities to the platform. And then they do their own marketing. So they, they're the ones who will be sharing the links to their crowdfunding uh, campaigns, and uh, they, they'll be doing the marketing for us as such. Uh, in terms of how we're going to further get the word out there um if you join our telegram then uh, you'll see that uh there's uh, uh, an article in gulf news uh which we were able to well we didn't uh, even put it out uh, so uh dr marwin is friends with the the owner of gulf news which is the biggest newspaper in the middle east and uh our partnership with uh, dr marwin was uh put out the the very next day after we had a a photo together uh, uh, in the, in the Gulf news newspaper. And it was on uh, the shelves of every supermarket and uh, newspaper stand in the entire Middle East. We were on page, page four, uh, 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 entire page spread. Um, And uh, we'll uh, be be following the same sort of uh, uh, campaign in in terms of uh, uh, newspapers, uh, Stuart um, Is just has just been talking about uh, going on TV. Um, another advisor um, we're looking to finalise um, has uh, appeared on Fox News and uh, various uh, other news channels, uh, giving talks. Um, uh, so, so we certainly have all the contacts. We have the networks, uh, the network there in order to. Uh, uh, Get get that exposure in the mainstream on uh, you know all the all the top uh, news outlets uh, that you can think of. Uh, we've done a lot in the Asian uh, media as well. Uh, we've uh, had a, had a lot of news articles uh, go out across the the Asian uh, uh, media uh, media outlets. Uh, we've had uh, we've hit up Weibo, um, and uh, we'll uh, be continuing down down that route as well. Um, yes. And uh, yeah.
2: How many exchanges yeah. like you are aiming for end of this year? Actually, that is what uh, I need to know. Why? Because centralized exchanges give access to more people to invest to buy rare fund token. So, how many exchanges you are keeping eye to get for fund token?
1: Uh, yes, um, that's exactly the the marketing sort of uh, route that we've gone down. So, we first went. Uh, down the the marketing route of targeting telegram and twitter and there we went down the marketing route of targeting uh your central I- exchanges and it is exactly for the reason you mentioned uh, for that extra exposure uh to get uh the name of the token and the project out there uh to uh all regions uh, across the world um in terms of how many more exchanges, uh, 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 we've, we've got two two more coming up. There are uh, top 10 uh, ranked uh, on CMC, um, and then we've got uh, uh, the biggest one uh, coming next month. Um, and then a- after that, uh, from uh, the people that I know work in within these exchanges, then the, the lower-ranked exchanges generally uh, list you without even... Uh, asking your permission uh, just because you are up there on the biggest exchanges so but by the end of the year then uh, i can't really give you an accurate um answer other than uh, we'll be on uh, approximately 50% of the top 10 ranked cmc exchanges and then anything below that uh, we most likely be listed without even uh, being asked <laughs>
2: Okay. Congratulations, and uh, really, it's a great marketing strategy, and also it will give easy access to so many people in the world to contribute through crowdfunding, and it's a very nice idea and good to see there are big people like high uh, profile people involved with your project, and uh, there it's not a joke actually, and uh, thanks to Bitmar team for bringing up rare fun. but bitmart is having so many people in twitter spaces only some people joined here i want bitmart team to advertise more before doing any twitter space like at least post in your telegram advertise two to three times so that more people know about this fun token uh, here out of 390k thousand people only 100 people are there it's very 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 less number so i suggest bitmart Next time, when you're doing at least crypto space, give them some time to advertise more. Why? Because this type of tokens are very rare to find for the real crypto projects. People are losing in so many projects, which are iPod uh, projects, which won't which won't be for less than 10 to 12 days also. After listing in CNC and CoinGecko, they are diluting their marketing cap. And these are the projects really where crypto will get attraction towards whole world and so many charities will really involve in crypto technology in future so much metaverse one last question i am i don't repeat suppose uh in addition to race fund like crowdfunding technology you can rebuild because of your contacts you can rebuild your dubai also like metaverse also any idea to extend this fund token towards rebuild dubai Metawards, any idea anything in future like that
1: um yeah it's um it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, we've got a, a meeting uh, first thing uh, tomorrow morning uh, with Zilliqa. Uh, so we partnered with Zilliqa. Um, they have a, a metaverse called Metapolis, um, and it's uh, inter- interoperable with all the other metaverses out there. So that means that you can have an avatar on um, on another metaverse, and you can uh, cross, cross over and bring it into Metapolis on Zilliqa. Um, so we actually have a, a city... Uh, with Zilica, um, uh, that we uh, uh, started with them a couple of months ago, uh, but but things were put on hold um, as uh, we we migrate into our uh, to our own uh, Rayswap uh, exchange. Um, But, uh, yeah, we're having our uh, first uh, meeting with Zilliqa tomorrow morning, uh, and this is the first time that we'll be meeting uh, since we launched Rare FND, um, and uh, we'll be proposing that uh, our Rare rare city uh, not only uh, does it host museums uh, for all the art and antiquities that we have in our portfolio, but we'll also be uh, proposing that uh, our city uh, now hosts uh, crowdfunding events uh, so not only will you be able to crowdfund on our platform, uh Ray FND, but you'll you'll be able to host events.